Welcome to tape number 10 of The Attributes of God by A.W. Pink. This Reformation audio resource is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. There is no copyright on this material, and we encourage you to reproduce it and pass it on to your friends. Many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog containing classic and contemporary Puritan and Reformed books, CDs, and much more at great discounts, is on the web at www.swrb.com. We can also be reached by email at swrb at swrb.com, by phone at 780-450-3730, by fax at 780-468-1096, or by mail at 4710-37A Avenue, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, T6L3T5. If you do not have a web connection, please request a free printed catalog. If you do have a web connection and would like to be added to our email list, please send an email to add at swrb.com with the word add in the subject line. Now to the reading of The Attributes of God by A.W. Pink, which we pray you find to be a great blessing and which we hope draws you near to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now the following is originally from the Attributes of God, chapter 11, which was originally left out of the original book, but subsequently has been found from another source. Uh, the Chapter 11 is called The Loving Kindness of God, and I'd like to read that to you at this time. We propose to engage the reader with another of his excellencies, of which every Christian receives innumerable proofs, we turn to a consideration of God's loving kindness because our aim is to maintain a due proportion in treating of the divine perfections, for all of us are apt to entertain one-sided views of them. A balance must be preserved here as everywhere, as it appears in those two statements of the divine attributes, God is light, 1 John 1, 5, God is love, 1 John 4, 8. The sterner, more awe-inspiring aspects of the divine character are offset by the gentler, more winsome ones. It is to our irreparable loss if we dwell exclusively on God's sovereignty and majesty or His holiness and justice. We need to mediate frequently, though not exclusively, on His goodness and mercy. Nothing short of a full orb view of the divine perfections as revealed in Holy Writ should satisfy us. Scripture speaks of the multitude of his loving kindnesses and who is capable of numbering them. Isaiah 63:7 said the psalmist, How excellent is thy loving kindness, O Lord. Psalm 36:7 No pen of man, no tongue of angel can adequately, adequately express it. Familiar as this blessed attribute of God's may be to people, it is something entirely peculiar to divine revelation. None of the ancients ever dreamed of investing his gods with such endearing perfections as this. None of the objects worshipped by present-day heathen possess gentleness and tenderness. Very much the reverse is true, as the hideous features of their idols exhibit. Philosophers regarded as a serious reflection upon the honor of the absolute to ascribe such qualities to it. But the scriptures have much to say about God's loving kindness or his paternal favor to his people, his tender affection towards them. 
The first time this divine perfection is mentioned in the word is in that wondrous manifestation of deity to Moses when Jehovah proclaimed his name, i.e. himself, as made known. The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, Exodus 34.6, though much more frequently the Hebrew word Chesed, C-H-E-S-E-D, is rendered kindness and loving kindnesses. In our English Bibles, the initial reference as connected with God is Psalm 17.7, where David prayed, Show thy marvelous loving kindness, O thou that saveth by the, thy fight, excuse me, by thy right hand them which put their trust in thee. Marvelous it is that one so infinitely above us, so inconceivably glorious, so ineffably holy, should not only notice such worms of the earth, but also set his heart upon them, give his Son for them, send his Spirit to indwell them, and so bear with all their imperfections and waywardnesses as never to remove his loving kindness from them. Consider some of the evidences and exercises of this divine attribute unto the saints in love having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ unto himself, Ephesians 1, 4 through 5. As the previous verse shows, that love was engaged on their behalf before this world came into existence. And this was manifest the love of God towards us because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him, 1 John 4, 9, which was his amazing provision for us fallen creatures. I have loved thee with an everlasting love, therefore with loving kindness have I drawn thee, Jeremiah 31, 3, by the quickening operations of my spirit, by the invincible power of my grace, by creating in you a deep sense of need, by attracting you by my winsomeness, I will betroth thee unto me forever. Yea, I will betroth thee unto me in righteousness and in judgment and in loving kindness and in mercies. Hosea 2.19 Having made us willing in the day of his power to give ourselves to him, the Lord enters into an everlasting marriage contract with us. This loving kindness of the Lord is never removed from his children. To our reason it may appear to be so, yet it never is. Since the believer be in Christ, nothing can separate him from the love of God. Romans 8.39 God has solemnly engaged himself by covenant, and our sins cannot make it void. God has sworn that if his children keep not his commandments, he will visit their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. Yet he adds, Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. My covenant will I not break. Psalm 89, 31-34 Observe the change of number from there and them to him. The loving kindness of God towards his people is centered in Christ. Because his exercise of loving kindness is a covenant engagement, it is repeatedly linked to his truth. Psalm 40, verse 11, and Psalm 138, verse 2, showing that it proceeds to us by promise. Therefore, we should never despair. 
For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord that hath mercy on thee. Isaiah 54, verse 10. No, that covenant has been ratified by the blood of its mediator, by which blood the enmity occasioned by sin has been removed and perfect reconciliation effected. God knows the thoughts which he entertains for those embraced in his covenant and who have been reconciled to him, namely, thoughts of peace and not of evil. Jeremiah 29.11 Therefore we are assured the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime and in the night his song shall be with me. Psalm 42 verse 8 What a word is this! Not merely is the Lord not merely that the Lord will give or bestow, but command his loving kindness. It is given by decree, bestowed by royal engagement, as he commands deliverances Psalm forty four verse four, the blessing, life forevermore Psalm one thirty three verse three, which announces that nothing can possibly hinder these bestowments. What ought our response to be? First Be ye therefore followers or imitators of God as dear children and walk in love. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness. Colossians 3, 12. Thus it was with David. Thy loving kindness is before mine eyes and I have walked in thy truth. Psalm 26, 3. He delighted to ponder it. It refreshed his soul to do so, and it molded his conduct. The more we are occupied with God's goodness, the more careful we will be about our obedience. The constraints of God's love and grace are more powerful to the regenerate than the terrors of his law. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. Psalm 36.7 Second, a sense of this divine perfection strengthens our faith and promotes confidence in God. Third, it should stimulate the spirit of worship. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Psalm 63.3, compare with Psalm 138.2. Fourth, it should be our cordial when depressed. Let thy merciful kindness, same Hebrew word, be for my comfort. Psalm 119.76 It was so with Christ in his anguish. Psalm 69, verse 17. Fifth, it should be our plea in prayer. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy loving kindness. Psalm 119.159 David applied to that divine attribute for new strength and increased vigor. Sixth, we should appeal to it when we have fallen by the wayside. Have mercy on me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. Psalm 51, verse 1. Deal with me according to the gentleness of thy attributes. Make my case an exemplification of thy tenderness. Seven, it should be a petition in our evening devotions. Cause my heart to hear thy loving kindnesses in the morning. Psalm 148, excuse me, 143, verse 3. Arouse me with my soul in tune therewith. Let my waking thoughts be of thy goodness. This ends the reading of the Attributes of God by A.W. Pink. This Reformation audio resource is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. Many 
many free resources as well as SWRB's complete mail order catalog containing classic and contemporary Puritan and Reformed books, CDs, and much more at great discounts is on the web at www.swrb.com. We can also be reached by email at swrb at swrb.com, by phone at 780-450-3730, by fax at 780-468-1096, or by mail at 4710-37A, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, T6L3T5. If you do not have a web connection, please request a free printed catalog. If you have a web connection and would like to be added to our email list, please send an email to add at swrb.com with the word add in the subject line. This book, The Attributes of God by A.W. Pink, is also available from Stillwater's Revival Books in softcover format at a discount in our A to Z author listings. Please don't forget to look over the 62 CDs that make up our Reformation Puritan Bookshelf CD sets. If you visit our website at swrb.com, as these CDs are a great way to build a major reform library at a fraction of the cost of the printed books.